besides him. I recently found out my husband is a cheater and a cold-blooded liar. Mm. I decided to stop beating myself up for letting things get this far. I wish I could explain the details, but long story short, I've decided to stop fucking him, period. It's been two weeks as of now. He won't leave me, and since we share everything, I can't make him. I have been a stay-at-home mom, and I've helped him grow since we've been together. I even dropped out of college and inquired more debt in order to focus on what my family needed from me at the time. I felt comfortable doing this because my husband was always headstrong, and I didn't mind him. I didn't mind letting him lead. In hindsight, I have been so naive and I should have been more selfish, but I know that I'm a loving girl and I will always be a true nurturer. Having children just made me even more guarded of my personal life and space. I'm still processing the loss, but I intend to use the pain as a propeller into my purpose. Sounds great, right? But for serious. My question is... How can I put myself back into the world and find joy in just living? What would be some good ways to meet new people in a new city where I don't have any local friends? I want to work in the nightlife and spread my wings, but I'm so shy when it comes to making the first move and everything. I don't want to force a whole phase and sex isn't on my radar yet, but I'd like to date other men since I haven't experienced dating as an adult. How do I have fun and still handle my business as a woman without letting any outside energy influence how I make my decisions for myself and my children? I don't want to play a catch up. I enjoy being 24. Sorry for the length. I could sign a book. I don't be wanting to read y'all's names because I know. But anyways, um, ooh, that's a, a, a tough yeah, one. That's deep. It, it's like it's hard to say, oh, you shouldn't fuck with that nigga no more. Oh, you should leave that nigga because that's your husband. And y'all, got husband and y'all got two. But it sounds like she's kind of already made up her mind that she kind of wants to leave. So mm-hmm. I feel like one thing that you cannot do. This is what I always emphasize on this show. Yes, fuck with BDBs, fuck with men who have money. But this is why this is a perfect example for you, the listener that wrote in, and all the other listeners listening. Get your own. Yeah. Never let a man. I had a situation like that. That could have been me. I had a situation I was dating when I was always talking about the guy that bought me my car. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to drop out of school and move to L.A. with him because he was playing ball and this and that. And I just wouldn't do it because I always wanted to have my own. Right. It's cool to have a rich nigga, but you need to do have your own. So the main thing that you need to focus on is yourself right now and healing and getting your shit together. Yeah, I know you want to date right now, but that I don't feel like that should be your focus right now. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like, you know, with you having two kids and stuff, two young kids, that shouldn't really be your focus. You just need to be more so focused on getting your shit together, like being independent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like you said, you want to get into nightlife. I think that would be a great thing for you to do. You definitely in the right age group, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. work in a club and, stuff. and you're cute like, I see your pictures yeah, you're and cute you're a cute girl too so I definitely think you need to focus on you and your kids and in due time you know what I mean the right nigga will mm-hmm. come along and then you'll probably have a little bit more insight too about what you want to do about your marriage because mm-hmm. obviously that's not an easy decision to make too like I can't going believe into it. niggas ain't stuff. shit yeah, they not. Mm, 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 mm. But yeah, I just, I, I agree. I feel like the main thing is, that's why, <laughs> I don't care what kind of situation I'm in. When a nigga that's giving me all kind of money, I can always leave when I want to because I have my own. Right. So I think that's just an important lesson for us all to learn here as a family. Yeah, facts for sure. You definitely want to have your own shit so you can tell these niggas, fuck you, boy, bye. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so. make sure if y'all want your question answered on the show, y'all email us at 
askpoorminds at gmail.com. You have anything uh, you want to say? Um, no, just make sure y'all subscribe to our Patreon. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, what is it? Patreon.com slash poor mind. Yep, so yep, yeah, yep. Just make sure y'all subscribe to the Patreon. Yep, and we got some some more merch coming for y'all, so stay tuned. Yeah, we do got some new merch coming mm-hmm. soon, so shit to Um, I want to sing a song today. Uh, just real quick. <laughs> What song? Just is real it? quick. We actually sang this last week together when we were leaving the studio, and it's just been resonating on my mind because <laughs> I, I had did, such a good weekend with my remember. little. I just had such a good weekend. Like I just had an amazing this past week. I've just had a good week. I'm on a high right now. Okay, I'm a little. <clears throat> mm. I know. So I just, let me just sing this so we can end the show, huh? Roller coaster, Aloha. roller coaster. You about to sing it? Yeah. Nothing. And they respond to that. Because they know deep down inside they need to be kept in line. Now, older woman, she'll use her age by trying to push. She'll push back on everything. Because she feel like, I've been in the world long as you. I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. But the first 30 years of your life don't count because you was out there living stuck on stupid. It took you till you were 32 to even realize you weren't right about life. And now you're 35, so in three years you caught up to me? Come on, shawty. If you were 85, you wouldn't catch up to me. Now when they come to the alpha energy, damn sure now when they come to being a man, you can't never catch up to me. But that woman who, she get to a certain age, man, she'll push back. She'll go hard. She'll do this. She'll, just a whole lot of foolishness, man. It's a tough balance between the youthful exuberance of a young chick and the, the, the refined mentality of an old chick. You almost need to take one of each and blend it together. You need to make a Frankenstein woman on some real talk. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Staying Pink. I'm Twyla, of course, and make sure you guys are always staying pink. So I'm coming up with a, um, I came up with a funny video um, just to let everybody know about dating in Atlanta. Of course, you guys, I know, you guys know I am newly single and well, since November and I am experienced in a lot of things. Now, I enjoyed the process. The process is very fun. So I'm not complaining. Let's get that straight. But some of the stuff I run across is so funny that yeah, you guys, it should be a movie, a book or something like that. So what I'm going to do is start doing series about certain things. Um, like this is going to be a part two because I have way more to say. Um, when I started my YouTube video some years ago, I did have a video up about what to know, uh, five things you should know before moving to Atlanta. And they got the most views I've ever had, even though I don't get that many views because I just started, but it's the most views I've ever had. So I figured you guys like to hear me talk shit, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so let's start with number one, okay? For some reason, Atlanta niggas, yeah, and I'm going to say niggas a lot in this video. I'm sorry. If you don't like me talking shit, don't be on my video. But Atlanta niggas seem to always have their car in the motherfucking shop. Do you hear me? Every Atlanta nigga that does not have a car instead of them saying the boo i don't have a car right now and i'm riding marta that's what they say 
boom, my car is in the shop. You start dating this person, right? Because you're like, okay, he seems like a cool guy. I might as well just go ahead and date him. And you might pick him up like the first couple of times. Be like, well, if I go the first couple of days and go get him and pick him up, maybe his car be at the shop by like our other dates. So if we make it to those dates. But boom, you may have been dating this man for like five dates and his car is still in the motherfucking shop. Trust me, he don't got no car, sis. He ain't got no car. He is on Marta. He has nothing but a Marta card, okay? Which is not bad because I rode Marta and I will still ride Marta today. But all I'm saying is, it's all about what you do and how you do it. And the fact that he chose to lie instead of just saying, sis, I don't have a car, is just hilarious to me, okay? If don't nobody know about Atlanta, Atlanta is the land of the scheme. And a land, the land of everybody wants to be more than that, then they're not, okay? Every You might see people who stay in Atlanta and be like, oh, they live like this gushy life. And no, half of their money is being taken away because of the rent, okay? And the lifestyle, okay? Don't get it twisted, y'all, okay? So let, let's not get too much into that, okay? But yes, yeah, he ain't got no car. He ride Marta. And you might as well gonna be the person that going, that's going to be driving you guys to and fro everywhere if you want to continue that relationship. Okay, sis. But that's on you. They ain't got shit to do with me. Moving on to number two. Boop. Number two. Yo. It's so many men in Atlanta that will act like they're single and have full-blown relationships. I mean a full wife, three or four kids, a job. I mean, picket fence and everything. And you will be sitting here dating this man. And he'll be like, what? You never asked me whether I was single or not. It is, do I have to? Do you, do you post a date when you're married or in a relationship? Like, Come on. I, now, like I said, I just came out of a relationship where the nigga had like multiple, was dating multiple women while he was talking to me. I mean, we was like in a full-blown family relationship. So I get it. But then I don't because you got to keep lying and you got to keep, you're living a double life. Somebody's going to lack. You're not going to be able to give that woman and the new girl that you're dating who wants all of your attention everything and then it becomes a muddled mess you end up playing with people's emotions this girl gonna be feeling like oh well maybe i wasn't good enough for him and your wife probably sitting at home is like i'm probably not good good enough for him imagining imagine the damage that you're doing to both of these women because you can't just say hey i want to be single and just date just imagine all the heartbreak and all the drama and from a sketchy father or would you prefer him to get a woman who had no children, was younger, and easier to get on his program? Depending on his age. See what I mean? See what I mean? This goes so deep for black women. They will even, that oh, should have been an easy question. No, I I'm would sorry. not want my son to bring, I want the best for my son. That should have been the appropriate answer. That's why I sat up. That is bullshit. You should want the best for your son. Of course. But this is, but, and are you thinking? <clears throat> if he brought then, home then, a woman, yes, I feel like I'm the exception to the rule. But no, I you're not. 
that's that's the problem. You all think you're the exception to the rule, but but your life is proven to you that you're not. My love life is not that good. I agree with you. That's my point, and ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like listen. You ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's that, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level that are not your father, that aren't related to you. That means you don't know these. You don't know where to go get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying, pick me. They don't want mid-30-year-old baby mamas. Nah, they don't. I'm trying to be polite, man, but they cool. don't want those. Can I ask a question? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> yes. Why is that so... Why is it so little? Go ahead. Um, my... From my point of view, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. They, they they do have better options, but also those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily are necessarily twenty year olds are not necessarily attracted to forty five year olds. Bullshit! Um, bullshit! Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm fifty one and I and I can't beat them off with a stick. <laughs> that's another one on you lies. No, younger women are always younger women are attracted to the older men. What are you talking about? So can you see me? Yes, I can. Okay. So, do you feel like a woman like me? Mm. Uh huh. What would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? <laughs> you cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm, just your face. Um, my face is when I wake up five, but when I put myself together, six. He said when she okay. wake up five. And how tall are you? You got low self esteem. Five, five. Dress size. I'm sorry? Your dress size. A three. Okay. So, that makes you. If you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So average looking women tend not to get high earning men. Mm. They tend to get average men. So, um, did you, did you, I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Breathe and digest. Damn. Mm. You're 35 years old. And you can look around and see the world. You don't tend to see higher earning men with average looking women off rip. If you do see them, they got them. They got their average looking woman when they were both really young and he built his way up. But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so. But your, ma'am, you please don't make me say it. <laughs> say what? <laughs> I really just wanted some advice. I love you. Yeah, I'm giving you. I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. <laughs> the advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. Damn. Mm. I'm taking it in, but. Okay, but you're not accepting the fact that. Okay. Average looking women. <laughs> average looking woman who's older. Yeah. Average looking older woman with a 13 year old son. Mm. Average looking woman with a 13 year old son with a sketchy baby daddy. Mm. This gets worse every time I say something. 
And now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. Yeah, you're bugging. You don't qualify for one. Oh. Oh, she and don't. you're making, I mean, I don't. <laughs> Why, Lexi? Why? I talked about this on a past episode because I didn't want to seem like I didn't have shit or that I wasn't doing well for myself. I was embarrassed. I said this mm-hmm. a lot of times, but now, nigga, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to ask you for it. And I'm I really poor. do think that that's what it is sometimes. I think poor. girls don't be wanting to look to niggas like they don't have their shit together. Mm-hmm. But if you don't got your shit together, you don't got your shit together. If he a real man, he not gonna stop fucking with you for that reason. Yeah, no and way. I think I think if he in a position like said, to be able to help you. I feel like he definitely would have. He would have gave it. So yeah. it's like, to me, that's not his fault. That's not his fault. He literally would have bought her a new car. Right. Like, that's the type of nigga he is. Ooh. He would have bought He would have bought her a new fucking car. Ooh. And here's my thing. Listen, not on your bliss. I don't know why women be thinking that way, but men, when they ain't got it, they're not ashamed to ask you, no, they can I borrow your car? Can I get $20? Can I get no. some pussy? Can I get some pussy? Like, they, they don't have that same mentality. Mm-hmm. So why do women have that mentality where you're trying to prove yourself and prove your independence? Bitch, I ain't independent. Right. At all. I'm not. Drop it in my account. Thank you. I ain't independent. No. Yeah, so going back to but going funny. back to even the topic I was saying, for her, it was probably like, I don't know who the girl is, but she was probably just excited to fuck with a nigga like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Instead of being real about her situation. If this is somebody that you care for and you like, let niggas know what you got going on. It's okay. Yeah. That's you know how saying? you gonna know whether or not you need to keep fucking with that nigga or exactly. not. It's about letting him know the real deal about what's going on. Let me tell you something, but you, you know what's life. crazy about that? That same nigga is gonna find another bitch that demands A, B, and C from him and he gonna give and it to him. And it. guess what? That hoe ain't gonna have shit neither. Nope. Show ain't. <laughs> but he gonna give Show her everything ain't. because she asked. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I feel like if you an athlete, a rapper, anything of high caliber, and you slide in my DMs, don't come. You, you gotta spin that shit. But not, I'm not even saying that. Spin it. Because I say this. I'm not spin looking for the nigga to pay my rent, pay my bill. I'm not looking for that. Oh, I'm looking for that. I'm uh, dead. Charlie is. Well, I'm saying that, but no, I'm, I feel I'm like this. Why spend mine when I can spend yours? But I feel like it's supposed I'm to be something. Me too, girl. Something extra. Like, we always say like I think that we gonna take care of ourselves yeah, yeah, but yeah. a man is supposed to add to your life like if I wanna fucking go to the Maldives tomorrow nigga let's fucking go Ooh, if yes. I wanna go shopping or if I want some shoes or something and I want an outfit or something give it to me but you can yeah. also pay my rent too cause I got the rent money I know I just don't wanna spend it mm-hmm. right I'm just saying like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these times these men slide in our DMs I'm not sliding y'all DMs right you're babe. coming at me mm-hmm. and they gonna try to switch the narrative like Oh, you need to prove to me. I don't need to prove shit, shit. to you. Nah. nah, that shit do kill me, though. Because niggas do be on that type of shit. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I really be wondering, who the fuck raised some of y'all niggas? I don't know. Is chivalry completely dead? See, that's why um, I date bank tellers. <laughs> Are they chivalrous? Because they going to withdraw without no, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they going to make that withdrawal. So, you like, you like regular niggas, though? I do, but they don't like me back. Why? What do you mean? And it's like, no, you really don't. Like, mm. just please come over, spend time, let's go out. <laughs> well, I just see you okay. tweet something like you said something about um dating rich men. It's not what people think no, it is. No, it's really not. It ain't always it's what not. it's cracked up. To like, me. I don't been in some situations with these rich niggas. Like, they be expecting a lot, like yeah. up front. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been in some like almost scary situations where it's like niggas be expecting to like 
fuck you and then if you don't fuck mm-hmm. them like they'll try to force themselves because they're, they're so used to yeah women pussy on command mm-hmm. like they're, they're not used to somebody saying hold on wait can mm-hmm. we wait actually go date can right. we do this can we do that so for me it's just been a very it's, it's, it's somewhat scary for me and um then you know a lot of them they just don't feel like we were just saying they don't feel like they have to court you they don't feel like they have to get to know you they don't feel like they have to talk to you they feel like you should just pussy on command yeah like like that's it like you supposed to be on they dick and i i've never been that type of girl i will say this i told y'all all the time. Mm. I like dating me a regular nigga that has money. Mm. That's where it's at mm. for me personally. I feel like the regular niggas, they be like, oh, baby, let me, I got legs pee in the car. Yeah. Nigga, I got legs pee in the whip, nigga. They and, get and, excited. And they, and they be with their friends. Like, they be on FaceTime. Nigga, look. And I be like, Drea, yeah, nigga. Just Drea, nigga. Sometimes that's the issue for me. Why? I, be like, I, I like, like it. I be like, like you. me. What the fuck wrong with you? I love it. It's <laughs> Like when I be with my little whatever he is, he don't even have a nickname on the show. Mm-hmm. But he just be first to see a lion that's in a cage and they feed it. If that lion was born in captivity, that's one thing. But a lion that roamed on the prairie, that's a on the Serengeti, that's a whole nother thing. Guys, we all have that lion in us. But we have all been programmed and taught that being a nice guy is the way to be. That's why we end up simping. Simping is a symptom of programming. So when I was telling the stories yesterday about how I would go from, you know, doing what a guy should do to being this nice guy and end up getting abused and mistreated by women, that was an internal conflict going on in me of me trying to basically uh, fight against my programming. Another thing, though, is even even after a guy knows better, we go back to simping because it's safe. We know how to simp. That's it. We just know how. It's no different than why why don't why don't people go work out at the gym? Why don't people eat better? Why don't people, you know, dress better? Why don't, I mean what it's not a matter of knowledge. Arguably we're some of the most we're, we're the most knowledgeable society that's ever existed. We have access to information like no like no time before in human history. It's not a matter of information. It's a matter of if I change, I'll have to do something that I'm not familiar with. And I'm familiar with being a simp. I'm familiar with being a nice guy. I'm familiar with doing the things that people want me to do to be acceptable. And I know what I get. Now, here's a twist. We get comfortable with it. It's kind of like, I mean, think about all the sayings we have in our world. You know, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, be content. Keep the car you have and, you know, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. All of these things are little sub subliminal cues to keep us stuck and content. So as a man, when you hear another man telling you, look, women like sex, women like men, women like confident intelligent, assertive men and they want men to act in a certain way that's counter to what we've been told, it goes against everything we know and it goes against us being safe. That's why you get guys saying, I'm not going to do that because 
I'm afraid a woman will slap me in the face. I'm afraid she'll throw a drink in my face. Look at YouTube. YouTube is a great example. I am a professional menswear stylist, but I have a tremendous amount of information to give to guys. I have to think about the content I put out there because I can put some stuff out there that YouTube doesn't deem appropriate or friendly. I don't cuss a lot. I don't use a bunch of negative words, but even the concepts I'm talking about, they don't want me talking about this right now. Guys that talk about this kind of stuff end up having their channels demonetized, their views skewed off, their channels just aren't as popular. Why is that? Now, women who talk about women's stuff and women's empowerment, you know, those channels get millions of views and subscribers, but guys that have the nerve to talk about, guy, put yourself first, empower yourself, be a man, take take charge of your own life, be confident, intelligent, assertive, be learning, I mean, all that stuff, you would think that would be a good thing. No, 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 no. It's, a, it's challenging to the system. The system we were raised. I was raised in that simp system. So, I, I could go on and on and on and tell you story after story after story. But let me just say this. Because we are guys, let's just throw some numbers up here. Not to brag about anything. But in, by the time a guy reaches his mid-30s is when he really starts to understand what it means to be a man. By the time you reach 40, you really become a completely different person. You become a whole man. You know how to get stuff done. You know who you are. You're self-actualized. So in your teens and 20s, we're, a lot of guys, we're about getting laid and making money. And it's easy to get laid to make money, so we keep score by stuff. You know, I went through that phase to where, you know, we had competitions to see who could score the most with women. And, you know, when you start getting up, when you start having numbers in the triple digits, you know, on one side, I was taught to be proud of that. But on another side, I felt kind of ashamed. I was like, oh, that's disgusting. But then I thought about it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's nothing to be ashamed of. I just live life. No one told me. So I kind of felt like everybody was so used to me being around that it was to the point where it's like, now we have to communicate. We have to talk. It's, it's going to have to be something because this child is getting older. She's getting older. And I don't want her, me personally, I didn't want her to grow up seeing that me and her mom, you know, was not getting along. I did not want... It to be to whereas, you know, she felt like we wasn't family or we couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, get along because our energy rubs up on those kids' energy. And I'm going to say when she turned seven was, I think, I think she was seven. Me and Marquise's mama had our first real conversation, y'all. It took that long for us to have that talk. We had like, we talked for maybe four hours, if I believe. I think it was four hours. I don't remember, y'all. If I'm messing up the dates or certain stuff, I'm just trying to get throw out, you know, things that I can remember. But I know it's more stuff to this situation, but I'm just trying to put certain stuff out that out there that I can remember. But I, if I believe Armani was seven when we had our first conversation. And we talked, y'all, for hours. You know, she literally opened up to me about, you know, how she felt, you know, and... I will say Marquise, um, I'm not going to say Marquise was the problem, but it was the fact that none, none, none of us communicated at all. None of us communicated. 
I never communicated with her. She never communicated with me. They didn't communicate with each other. I think that's what kind of messed up our me and Armani's relationship throughout all those years, including me and her mom's relationship. I felt like nobody was stepping up. Even me, I wasn't stepping up. She wasn't stepping up. He wasn't stepping. Nobody was stepping up to just really just sit and force us to sit down and have a conversation. It took for us to. Um, it took for them to come to an agreement when it came to Armani for us to have a serious conversation. And I'm gonna be honest, y'all. It's so crazy that we were even dealing with any of this stuff. Because I felt like our last meetup at that time was like the best thing ever, just because we were forced to talk. We were forced to like, really just talk about everything. And I just felt like it's sad that it took that many years for us to get along. Me and Armani literally didn't start building our relationship until she was about seven, eight, seven going on eight years old. I think that's the age, I think, y'all. Again, I could be wrong. But um, me and his baby mama, we had like such a long talk, y'all, because back then it was horrible. It was real ghetto between us, y'all. We was, it was not, it was not good. It was not good between none of us. It was horrible, so horrible. When I say horrible, it was horrible, but um, yeah, so like two years ago was like the best thing ever that happened to us because I feel like we we let so much out. Like it, it was just like me and his mama literally, y'all, we had the best conversation, y'all. I'm gonna just put it out there like that. We had the best conversation. We are literally, everybody wants to know our current relationship status right now. And I'm gonna be honest, it's, it's, it's amazing. I will say that, because I'm, I'm sure she's probably gonna watch this video, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing like relationship now. Even between them two, you know, I know we don't talk every day, but right now y'all, it's to the point where it's, she can text me and say, hey, you know, my, how you doing? I hope everything is going okay. And vice versa, you know, she has her family, you know, right now she has um, more children. And I feel like, it's such a positive relationship between us that like I would not change this for nothing y'all because back then I could not stand her I know she probably couldn't stand me and it was that bad but we couldn't stand each other because of communication purposes so communication y'all is literally like the, the best thing ever because you literally give each other uh, you literally give each other the the floor to really talk and say how you feel but you gotta have tough skin you gotta have an open mind when you're communicating with people especially dealing with you know dealing with blended families you gotta learn how to communicate and i feel like for the past two years y'all it's been good like i literally the statement just our natural interconnectedness that we have as foundational black americans as black people i don't care who think it's divisive i don't give a good goddamn and I'm keeping my fucking comments off. I don't care. Like, I'm going to do this damn year how I want to do it. Like, on God. Like, I, it's like, look here. I don't have time for that shit. Ain't nobody going to be modding comments on my YouTube. Girl, ain't nobody doing that shit. We got other shit to do. We got dentalism popping off. We got the womb school women, like, you know, babies to have and stuff. Like, ain't nobody worried about that. And so what I understood, what that told me was, 
I run my shit the way I run my shit. That is your your TV, your YouTube platform is your TV channel where you can do um, commercials and everything. And shout out to Andre Hatcher. He made that post, and I, I totally agree with it. Go to Andre Hatchet. Y'all should know him, real estate guy, motor guy. That, that mofo to held me down, too. Thank you, Andre, my, my true Aries brother. But he made a post the other day. Use your YouTube channel and treat it as if it is your TV channel where you can run commercials and ask like all the time. Like that is your TV network. And on my TV network, you can't just do anything you want to do on my TV network without it being moderated. Like, so if you got everybody else that's talking about, oh, I'll leave my show because that helps your analysts and help you money every day. That's not how I, I, I need to make my money is by letting silly motherfuckers get access to me and say whatever they want to say to me. See, that's not something I engage in. That's almost like fucking like, I, I'm not a chick that's just going to have my ass over my YouTube page and just let any, any old random motherfucker say shit that's crazy on, on my work, on my amazing work. Because I realize how my light is shining. It, it, it's, it's serious now. You can't do that. You have to be very particular about how you give your energy out and who gets access to it. So my, my channel is going to stay like that, you know, as, as long as I want it to. Um, and so I still want it to come live here and I'll be uploading this video to YouTube but if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel you definitely want to do so because um, I got some really cool surprises in store and I have um, comments and I have a lot of commentary that I, I need to be giving the black collective right now so I hope everybody got something out of this and I do want to go over a few things with you guys because this has been getting me through I'm actually drinking um, lemongrass lush tea right now house of Imotep I did a video um, it was my 39th birthday, and I talked about all of the herbs that I uh, received. But this one's really good. It stimulates, you know, mood, relaxation, um, calmness. You can drink it chilled or hot. I also like um, this sarsaparilla root. I talked about the sarsaparilla root, and it's very good for any type of infections. It's also good with people that want to have anti-inflammatory herbs in their life. You want to lose weight. You want to get rid of the mucus. You may have an STD. Um, gonorrhea, herpes, syphilis even, um, iron deficiency, eczema, gout. Eczema is popping off, y'all. Eczema is really, really, really popping off. Thank you, Jay Jacksonville. Um, and so, yeah, cold, sore, toxic metal um, detox. If you, have you need something to get it out of your system, you need to do a toxic metal detox. So I like herbs that do a lot of things in one walk. So sarsaparilla is really good for that. And this is like under $20, too. I think it's even under $10. Um, so that's a really good one, but the hoodia was the fat burning one. I said, my big girl, I don't want to post the wrong way. You feel like I was fat shaming. I don't want to drag nobody no more. I'm just letting you know, we got fat burning herbs. We can do detoxes, sis. You need an accountability partner to help you meet your goals so you won't have to be mad and you won't have to be so sensitive about the weight loss topic because we got a lot of vegans out here that's overweight. We got a lot of sisters that's well-meaning sisters and know they ain't shit on the dating scene. They ain't got no high market value. Ain't no man checking for them because you looking a goddamn fool in your dresses. You looking like you built like a Cadillac that that, that needs some body work. That, that's how you built up and that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to stay like that and you damn sure not going to act like, you know, the average man wants that. Is that okay? I'm, I'm trying not to drag. I'm trying not to drag, but I'm just saying, you even Lizzo fit, I shall not be fat. Lizzo, Lizzo, okay? Everybody, you know, we, 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 we still delusional of being fat in the black community. I get it. But I'm on 2021. We changing this whole thing, sis. Fuck it. I ain't had fucked up teeth all my life. 
My life is not perfect, girl. Okay, so don't even take it no type of way. You know you need to get healthy. This is about detox, sweetheart. People are dying out here. You're not even making it to 50 and 60 years old. You need to get this control, okay? Big word. <laughs> That's a big word. How many letters that is? Girl. Bitch, I don't know. That's a lot of words. It got more, 10 more. It got 10 letters. It definitely got more than 10 for mm -hmm. sure. But yeah, they be having a superiority complex. They be feeling like since they are who they are, people supposed to bow down to them. People supposed to be happy to be fucking with them. But I mean, to a certain extent, I... I can kind of understand why they feel that way because it's like a lot of these niggas who be athletes and shit, they be getting drafted when they like 18, 19 years old. Mm. You got all of these fucking fans. You got grown ass men walking around with your name on a fucking t-shirt. You know what I mean? Why would you not feel yeah, like you're like a god? I mean, but I get at the that. same time, you know what I mean? You got me fucked up if you try to come at me like that because I don't give a fuck who you are. You still have to date me. But not only that, that's why these niggas be 35 and sitting on Twitter like, I can't find nobody real, yeah. bro. <laughs> These hoes trying to use me, bro. But for what? I mean, for their money. But that's because you're fucking with bitches that are excited to fuck with you. And, and that's what I was going to get to. I feel like a lot of y'all hoes out there, y'all be fucking with these niggas for the possibility mm. of what they could do for you. Mm -hmm. Not what they Just for the possibility. Mean. Just, mm -hmm. you know, let, you know, he got money. Okay, but is he putting the money in mm -hmm. your purse? Has the money hit your Amen. account? If it has not hit your account yet, your drawers should not be on the floor, sis. I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of y'all be fucking with these niggas for the possibility uh -huh. of what <laughs> they can do for you. Yeah, but he hasn't done nothing yet. Yeah, but you already putting your drawers on the floor, sis. I'm going to need you to pick them drawers up and pick your stanzas up too and make sure uh -huh. that these niggas is coming through with concrete evidence Amen. of what they can do for you. Amen. 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 That's all I got to say. A word. And that's real, no, though. No, facts. We say that all the fucking time. Because a lot of times girls just be... want to say, oh, I'm mm -hmm. fucking with this nigga or I'm fucking with that nigga. Like, okay, sis, but you still living on your best friend couch. And what we always say, it don't matter oh how God, much money a nigga got, it's what he do for you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much money he got. You could be working, fucking with a nigga that's worth $50 million, but if he not doing shit for you. Yeah, I know you getting it, but is you spending it? And most of these niggas ain't. They not. Let me tell you, I had one girl that I knew back in Miami. Ooh. Okay. Spill tea. She was fucking with this um um football player who loved um cash apping random people. Okay. He he's what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do everybody know who it is but me? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh uh. We got to have a conversation oh, on camera. Let me tell you, okay, so, girl. also fucking a football player who hadn't even seen half of the career that Mr. Cash App had. Okay, mm -hmm. Mr. Cash App. Like I like Mr. Cash App. Mm -hmm. So, she was fucking Mr. Cash App. Like, she would drive, like, 45 minutes to his house to fuck. Like, mm -hmm. he stayed all the way. Like, if you stay in South Florida, if you know, like, Sunrise, like, Davie area, like, if you're from Miami, you driving out west or up north, like, it's a drive. Mm -hmm. Sis mm -hmm. would drive all the way up there mm -mm. and would not ask him for nothing. Like... Never ask him for anything, right? I'm like, sus, you dropping the draws, you ain't... This man is cash-apping people on Twitter. Like, you're not, ask, you, you're not gonna ask. Like, the Bible say, ask and you, you shall, shall receive. receive. <laughs> Knock and the door shall be open 
to you. Look, but I'm not gonna lie. In his defense, door. though, I will say this: if I was a nigga like that, and I and you ain't asking, I ain't giving it. But we no, always say no, that no. if you Hold not. On. Okay. Here, 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 go, here go to TT. Oh, okay. I thought that was the TT. No, no. She, her car breaks down one day. On the way to get the dick? On the way to get to the dick. Oh, I ain't ready for shit. this. She ain't even asked Mr. Cash App. She gonna ask you? Hell no. That ain't stupid. She gonna ask the nigga who ain't even seen the money that he is a, a fraction of what he Well, has. it sounds like to me mm. that she's a little slow. <laughs> now, you got to be slow as well. I, I definitely slow. think that she's slow, but I have had conversations like this with girls before, and for whatever reason, some bitches, as crazy as it sounds, the more money that a nigga got, they be scared to ask because they be thinking they gonna lose the nigga, yeah. which is wild as fuck to me because trust me, this nigga has money to he spare. Money. And I'm not gonna lie, but I talked about this on the past episode. That used to be me. I really Why? did. I used to be just scared. Why, Ebony? This is a message for every black man in America. I salam alaikum. My name is Sharazad Ali, and I am the author of The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. I would like to welcome you to the Black Man's Guide on Tour video. I have produced this video so that black people all over the country could sit back in the privacy of their own homes and find out what it is that I have been trying to say, what my message actually consists of without the interruption of television talk shows, uh, radio interviews, and newspaper book reviews. I would like you to try to be objective, try to hear what I'm trying to say, and uh, enjoy it. I want you to find out about the lecture, the controversy, the truth, and the excitement of the black man's guide to understanding the black woman. Look at me. I'm the black man. Me and my woman are lost, traveling in a strange land. I'm having it hard, and my future looks bland. And no, I don't expect you to understand. I'm doing bad for all to see. But all this universe belongs to me. And I plan to get on the right track. As soon as I get my woman back.
point is, is that this sister has really hit home. I mean, she has hit a grand slam. And for my own personal self, I can say that since I've read this book, and I've read it three times in two days, okay, so you knew I was doing some reading. And I'm not an Evelyn Wood speed reader either, okay? But the thing about it has made me so strong that even with, that, like, I, like they say in Star Trek, the shields are up. There's a part in the book that got me stirred up. It was the part of socializing with the white man. Okay, now let's, 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 let's hit a home run here, okay? When you go out with a black woman, you are supposed to take her to the water club, to, uh, uh, what's that, you think, tavern on the green, okay, spend two, three, four hundred dollars, so she can say to her girlfriend, yeah, he took me this thing, he took me that thing. I really don't like him, but you know, he just took me out. I had a good time, girl. All right? Yeah. When she goes out with the white guy, the white guy will say, hey, look, baby, I ain't got no money. I don't think I can take you to his McDonald's. No, 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 Kennedy. Now, be honest. That was not my first time being impressed. But that was my first time being, like, grown woman pressed, for sure. Eventually, he just became the guy who... When I was in between situations, I'm giving him a call, <laughs> okay? Hello. And I think that was one of my coping mechanisms when something didn't go right in a relationship, I had somebody to fall back on physically and literally. Um, and so what I'm saying is, I created this like really bad habit of like establishing this relationship with this person where I wasn't the only one who was looking for him to be my fallback but then he started treating me like I was his fallback and it's like well hold on wait a minute now it's okay if I do it to you you can't do it to me and um you know that's when the boundary had to be made and we did not continue that that situation and so let me get my hair to go let me get a ball the next boo this is who i i really thought i was going to be with um one thing about the relationships i've been in i always feel like god brings me to that person you know they're necessary for that time in my life and um i was just i was sprung i was sprung oh i forgot to mention the one dude who i was in love with from like elementary school and he broke my heart because what i didn't realize was that when we were talking it was in between his relationship with somebody who he had been with for years and my overly confident ass just felt like oh he ain't never gonna go back to her once when me and him get together and bitch what he do go back to her <laughs> I think that's another thing, one of the, the lessons I learned is that, um, you know, I'm special. I'm a whole lot of woman. I'm all of that and then some. I'm the honey that the bees, you know, travel for. But girl, if a man wants something, he gonna go to that something. It has nothing to do with what you got. It has everything to do with what he wants. And, you know, that fucked with my confidence a lot throughout the years of just feeling like I wasn't good enough. And this is when we have to bring up the daddy issue. But before we get to the daddy issues, let me continue with these nigga issues. So that situation happened and when my heart was broken, I kind of fell back on the guy who was my, you know, little, my little tenderoni. But then I met this guy, this studious fellow, and he was so smart. He was the first 
smart guy I ever dated and that's when I knew I liked smart guys. He was so smart and um, he just, he had dreams and he was passionate about them and he was good at what he was doing and I was so attracted to that. And he got into a film school and went to film school and I thought that we were gonna do like a long distance thing and that just was not, what he had in mind even though that's what we had talked about and that's what the plan was things happened and basically niggas wasn't picking up the phone i'm texting niggas ain't responding he was living his life and to me i had this expectation for us to continue what we had started and it just i felt betrayed really let me open my window because i'm hot i felt betrayed i felt like what the fuck is the problem you know by this time i have multiple dudes under my belt that I felt took something from me and I thought it was going to be something more than what it was and it didn't turn out that way. So I was disappointed and and this is just, this is at, at this point I'm 22 and I was already fed up <laughs> with men. Just another little extra something because I think this, this, is an, this is an important fact but I did not lose my virginity until after I graduated from high school. To me, I, it wasn't about me like saving myself, you know, for that special someone. That was partly it, but mostly it was just out of fear. Like my mom never talked to me about sex. As far as she was concerned, I wasn't gonna have sex until I was married. Whenever a sex conversation did come up, it was just, you're not having it, you're waiting until you're married. And it's like, why would you, why would you put that kind of expectation on me when you didn't wait till you was married? You know what I mean? When you had me only a couple years older than the age I was when we were having that conversation. It's like, we can't, you know, one thing I always say to myself if I were to have a daughter, if I were to have children at all, is just to have, to be realistic and to be understanding and to not place expectations on my kid because it ends up fucking with them and they end up doing things either out of spite or just out of a lack of understanding and confusion. Don't know nothing but rice and meat and getting through the day and here we come with the revolution and we think it's not going to be a problem. Well, let me tell you what they just did for this, this black girl. They allowed me to see just how to bomb we really are as black people like i realized that we are culturally different and i've been hearing my master teacher say this i've been hearing people say this but it's different when you come to africa and live it's different when you come and see that the average man thinks like a nine-year-old that the average adult has the understanding of a nine-year-old that there's no such thing as a dream and building businesses like that's not even something that, that occurs to the average Gambian. These, these people are making 15 cents and $2 a day. And so when you come over here to truth, you're going to are going to be, it don't matter where you are, you're going to have to understand that they see us different. Not that we didn't notice, not that we didn't notice, but you're going to have to understand, you're going to see some foul shit that you can never unsee. Children being pimped. My final straw were, were told me, you know what, let me just rip off the band-aid and tell y'all what's really good. Because ain't nobody saying nobody this right now. Could you imagine seeing a, a little two and three-year-old black boy holding hands with an with old white man down the street? Can you imagine that? The first situation I had that went viral was when I talked about that, that encounter, that real unsafe encounter I had, and it popped off 
with the white man, with the three-year-old black girl at the ATM. Can you can you understand what it's like to see black children being pimped out for sex and they mom and dad is so stupid, a country so stupid and foolish and everybody's so brain dead that they don't give a damn? Can you imagine living around that? And all the while they deflecting and acting like you the motherfucking problem. But I kept on, I, I kept doing my thing. I kept right, I kept doing my thing. And I'm like, you know, let me see this. Yeah. And I'm doing my thing like, okay, I'm going to keep bringing beauty to this space. I'm going to bring beauty to the space. But carrying on with your date. And I'm seeing a white man walking down the street, holding hands with a two, three-year-old black boy. Where are they going? Where are you going at eight in the morning? Where's the little boy mama? See, y'all. I'm sorry, but whoever's in the gambit that's not talking about this, we, why, why we can't say that? We, we can't just be honest about what, what the hell is really going on. And let me tell you something, Gambians. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to respect the people that allows children to be used as sex toys in front of them. I don't have any respect for that. It is unacceptable. There is a type of evil and demonic nature that you never want to see. And that is those that practice pedophilia with children. That That's the real gag. So while you're talking about coming out here to the gambling and all this type of stuff, why don't y'all, let's, let's, let's take a minute to reevaluate that. Why you got these bastards out in Gambia that's going to be mad that you're coming out here. They all, they all in arms talking about we hustling the property. We they mad at us for buying property in Gambia now. And I can't even I can't I can't even stomach the sight. I can't stomach the sight of a Gambian that's just watching this go on. You don't have any reason and you do not have any obligation to respect people that allow the subjugation and the rape and molestation of children. You do not have any obligation to respect them. You don't. You don't have no obligation to fight that fight. You don't have no obligation to put yourself in harm's way. Just like when you see the little, um, you know, the ratchet women out here and getting themselves in situations and expect a black man to come swoop down there. You, that's not for every woman. Every woman does not deserve the protection of a black man and a black king and a brilliant black man. So every country don't deserve our, our attention, every, and you definitely don't deserve our respect. You don't deserve, why? Why, because you African? Let's let's talk about that and unpack this real quick. I, I have heard people say, you know, the foundation of black American, and we should differentiate and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know how we are as black people? We want to go to Africa. We want to get our roots. Um, bah, bah, um, I can even roll in peace. Everybody notice me. I can even go to sleep. I'm rolling on a beam. They try to give me a God on my knees like Jesus, please. You don't even believe in Jesus. Why you got a Jesus, please? Hey, what's up, you guys? Tyler Resale. Welcome to and welcome back to my channel. Um, today's video is going to be a little bit different. Mama is shook out here in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you read by the description, uh, the video is going to be about why you do not want to come out here and date in Atlanta. I understand that there's ancient men everywhere. I understand that. I completely 100% get it. But in Atlanta, it's a whole 
different level y'all they are scammers they will lie to you about a whole entire life money good let me first get to the statistics of everything like as far as statistics in atlanta there is way more women single women in atlanta than there is single men okay and the reason why that matters is because the men will literally be married hiding wives and kids at home but out here being single with all the women in atlanta and if you ever been to atlanta you know the women out here is beautiful like there is beautiful women in the city of atlanta so a married man is always going to well a let me correct myself a uh, ain't shit married man is always going to veer out his relationship out this video so i'm going to literally just talk um directly from my heart <laughs> i didn't come out here for it i ain't come out here to atlanta for no man like i came out here to get to the bag and i am getting to the bag so that wasn't my purpose for coming to atlanta but of course I'm a single young woman, attractive young woman. Of course, I'm going to run into men and stuff like that. I have met men who I thought were, could be potential psychopaths. If you're dating me and we're talking for a week and you talking about putting a ring on my finger and stuff like that, I don't trust it. It sounds weird. You sound like a psychopath. That's normally how the psychopathic relationship started with that foolishness like on the first phone call and they literally turned out to be like freaking crazy people y'all run into people who have literally had a whole entire family sis and literally was living a double life as if they were single they wasn't from here immediately after this video i'm gonna put up two story times about two situations because y'all have to understand this is for real <laughs> like i'm not making this shit up these people are legitimately crazy they have lost their minds in atlanta i'm used to people lying about having a girlfriend i'm used to those type of lies I'm not used to people lying to me about having families. <laughs> somebody lied to me about their name. Like, I literally was talking to somebody for, like, months and did not know his real name because he did not tell me. It's not like his name was, like, Derek, but I go by D. No, his name was, like, Bradley, and he told me his name was Michael. Like, y'all, <laughs> I am shook. It's a whole different world dating from what I'm used to in New Orleans to dating men out here in Atlanta. Now, and it's not just the men, it's like the women. If you have friends out here, your Atlanta friends is not your friends. Like, they are not friends. These are the most grimy, schemy-ass people that I ever met in my life. Everybody out here is trying to literally come up. Like, most of the time, these niggas are homeless. They're pretending to be rappers or, you know, a few celebrity friends. And so they popping bottles with them, trying to look like big or trying to make it look like they the celebrity.